The Gospel is written in the 11th chapter of the Gospel according to St John. Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus, of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment, and wiped his feet with her hair, whose whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha, and her sister, and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. After that he saith to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about fifteen furlongs off, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master is come, and calleth for thee. As soon as he heard that, he arose, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. 
And some of them said, Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him, and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary, and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. It is more fun said Winnie the Pooh, on the subject of friendship, to talk with someone who doesn't use long, difficult words, but rather short, easy words, like, what about lunch? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's much more fun to have friends who use short, easy words like, what about lunch? And most of our friendships will spend most of their time being light and easy, and be enjoyed over lunch or dinner, or most especially the drinks after dinner. But over lunch or dinner, or most especially drinks after dinner, the talk rarely stays at the level of what about lunch. At least certainly with my friends they don't. And that's good, because there are times when what about lunch just won't do. Martha and Mary's friendship with Jesus was never allowed to stay at the what about lunch phase. Martha may have tried to keep it there, but Mary wasn't interested in lunch, and Jesus made it clear which one had chosen the better part. Martha and Mary are two of the most interesting characters in the New Testament, mostly because we know something about them. We have that famous story of Mary sitting at Jesus' feet, and Martha preparing the meal and being gently admonished over it. The little family in Bethany, just over the Mount of Olives from Jerusalem, was also where Jesus seemed to have stayed, during the week that led up to his passion. On Monday Thursday, he calls his disciples his friends. But before then, we already know that Martha, Mary and Lazarus are his friends, and that he loved them. And now Lazarus is dead. And Martha blames Jesus. In fact, Martha and Mary blame Jesus, and Mary doesn't even want to leave the house to see him. Nothing prepares us for the death of someone we love, not even someone we know will die. And this was a speedy and unexpected death, albeit one which took long enough that they had time to call Jesus in the hope that he could perform a miracle. But Lazarus died, and now was not the time for what about lunch? Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. These are not short, easy words. They are brutal and reflect the curious intersection of roles and relationships which this 
friendship makes. For they are friends, yes. But Martha and Mary are friends with the Christ, the Son of the living God. And they know this, and Martha says this. The man who could have cured their brother if he had got there on time. This is no ordinary friendship. And yet it holds up a mirror for us today, a very useful mirror, a double mirror, in fact. The first side of the mirror tells us something of our earthly material friendships. This is a close friendship circle, one which isn't matched anywhere else in the New Testament. Martha, Mary and Lazarus really seem to get Jesus in a way even the disciples don't. In a way, if we're honest, especially the disciples don't. And there is an honesty here that we don't see from any of the other disciples. They have expectations of Jesus, and when they feel let down, brutally, utterly let down, let's not forget, Jesus hadn't just been too late to save their brother. He had dawdled along the way. So when they felt let down by him, they told him in technicolour. This is a useful mirror to have held up right now as we enter our third week of lockdown. We will feel let down by some friends and we will let others down and honesty is going to move from being important to being essential as these weeks turn into months. But this is also a useful mirror for our relationship with Christ. What we expect of him and how we react if those expectations aren't met. Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Words many of us have said before, and words many of us will say over the coming weeks. For we will blame God, or at least many of us will. For human beings always do. It's in the human condition. And after we do this, we don't get the response Martha and Mary got. Their brother brought back from the dead, even if he stinketh. No, we get the phone call from the hospital, from the funeral, with almost no mourners over the next month, and the cold house and the empty hearth. Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. That's what we'll be saying. But the answer we get from the Lord is not silence. We start hearing it today. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. That's what Jesus said to Martha. And he's not just talking about Lazarus. In fact, arguably, he's not talking about Lazarus at all. This is talking about a resurrection far greater than that of Lazarus, which it was really just a resuscitation. For Lazarus came back from the dead, but then got old and died again. At least we presume so. He might not have got old indeed, being a follower of Jesus, after all, who weren't very famous for having a long life expectancy. No, the salvation which is before our eyes is a greater miracle than this. For it is one which has the potential to affect every person of every tribe in every land in every time. The miracle that those whom we have lost will rise again and that we will rise and see them transformed like Christ from a corruptible to an incorruptible body. Or as the second reading from St Paul's epistle to the Romans put it, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, 
He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. But that doesn't make it any easier. We will feel the temptation to shout at God. And that isn't a bad thing. He knows whereof we are made, and he forgave Martha and Mary quite readily. In some ways it's quite cathartic, and it echoes the Psalms, which so often shout at God, or demand to know why he isn't listening, or why the wicked have prospered, or why the just have found themselves so inexplicably punished. To which the gentle but constant answer is that they haven't been, that there isn't some cosmic karma which dishes out just deserts, but a God who knows and loves his people, and knew them, and loved them so much that he joined them, and lived among them, and drank wine at a wedding with them, and wept at the grave of his friend, and died in agony on the cross in the flesh, and rose again, changing the whole nature of that humanity which he loves, and of this world which he loves, even if it doesn't feel that way all the time. And don't forget to listen out. In the midst of the loneliness and the fear and the doubt and the claustrophobia and the grief of the next few months. For those invitations to normalcy, both from God and from our friends. As they say, some simple variation on the theme of what about lunch. Amen.